0: You are listening to the Concierge Minister Podcast, a place to grow, learn, and be inspired as you discover God's purpose for your life. Here's your host, the pastor you've always wanted without the church, Dr. Kumar Dixit. Hey, welcome to this episode of Concierge Minister. I'm Kumar Dixit, and I'm glad that you are listening, whether it's you or you all, I'm not sure yet, but just glad that at least someone is listening to this podcast. And I am thrilled to have a real podcaster, a professional, someone who really knows what they're doing, uh, my old friend, Robert Kennedy the Third, Bro, first of all, let's just talk about the third. I mean, yeah. that is
1: awesome. I love it. I love it. It 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 gets me in rooms, man. <laughs> uh,
0: it, I'm sh- I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, do you have a child who's a boy? Is they the
1: fourth? He actually is, and we've been brainwashing him since birth, and he's he's planning on the fifth. Oh, so, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> that,
0: that, is, that is good stuff, man. You yeah. know, um, Robert is a, a writer. He is an entrepreneur, and more than anything, he's a speaker. Yeah. Um, and I want to say you're also a coach. I mean, that's one of the things I love listening to your podcast for is just you're a really great coach to other speakers and pro- entrepreneurs people who are just trying to make it you know yeah. and I, I love what you what you do you and i have known each other for a long time um in various circles but yeah. um as i was listening to episode 70 on on your podcast i was like writing well i was actually i was driving and, and then i was like man i gotta write this down so then i pulled up my phone and i started writing <laughs> then i was like this is illegal i can't do this so i had to come back later and yeah. and uh and actually stopped driving and listen in on some of the good stuff that you were talking about. That the idea is um, seventh stories that you should stop telling yourself. Yeah. And, and I think that's great because there's, there's so much self-talk that happens mm-hmm. um, in our mind. And you can start believing a lot of the crazy stuff that you start telling yourself.
1: Yeah. You can. You can. It's crazy. I, I think there are research studies, and I don't really know how they came up with this, but research studies that say we have in excess of 70,000 thoughts wow, per day right wow. and so if we've got that much stuff going through our minds and we're not intentional about what gets there and and what stories we 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 put there and it's not just thoughts as in i'm thinking about my brother i'm thinking about my mom I'm think about what i'm going to pick up when i go to the supermarket i mean there's a lot of stuff in there where you're you're telling yourself what to do how to act how to respond how to how, how to move and navigate through certain things and if the majority of that is negative or I can't, or I'm not worth it, or I I don't know how I'm going to, or I don't even deserve to be in this position. And my goodness, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to be, to live a life of hope. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I I think, I think it was a Vanity Fair article that I read um, Mm -hmm. when president Obama was um, candidate Obama. And one of the questions they were asking was his, why he only chooses dark color suits. Mm. And I don't know if you remember this he, he he talked about the the idea that there's so many decisions that you have in life that you can make yeah. in a day. And as you start expending your decisions like what kind of cereal am I going to have? Should I have a bagel or should I have a you know uh, should I wear a, a tan suit or a blue suit? By the, as you expand your decisions, your yeah. mind gets weary and it's difficult to make decisions throughout the day. And yeah. that's all part of you thinking through things, what you're talking yep. about.
1: Yep, yep, there's either decision fatigue. You have uh, Elon Musk and uh, Mark Zuckerberg operate by the same thing. You see Mark Mark Zuckerberg a lot of times, except these days where he's in a lot of political meetings, but pretty much you see him, wearing, he's wearing the same gray t-shirt and, yep. and jeans. And you say, hey, does this dude not wash his clothes? <laughs> no, <laughs> he just has a whole lot of gray t-shirts in the closet yeah. because according to him, it's one less decision I have got to make. Let's
0: dive in right now and talk about uh, these seven stories you should stop telling yourself. Um, First one, you're not smart enough. (laughs) I mean, how many of us think in our own minds, I mean, we're really good at faking like we're smart. Yeah. But even in my core, man, like, you know, I, when you said that, number one, I, that just shook me to the core because, Mm. you know, I have a, bachelor's degree i have a master's degree i have a doctorate degree i have so many other letters after the doctorate for other things that i've earned yeah. and yet robert every single day i always question whether i'm smart enough wow seriously
1: wow yeah there's they're just i mean that's just a part of of life and i think that is a one of the devil's tools uh, against us. It's like you, I don't know if you remember when we were kids, they had these cartoons, right? And when you had to make a decision, there was a little devil that popped up on one shoulder, yep, an angel yep. that popped up on the other. And, you know, I, I can imagine that whispering in, in your ear each day, you're not this, you're not smart enough, you're not strong enough, you're not tall enough, you're not uh, slim enough, you're not fast enough. And all of these enoughs that keep popping into our heads and that are fed to us and even exacerbated by social media we look at stuff right we look at instagram and we see people populating their feeds with with all this stuff and you're like oh my gosh i want that I want to be like that. I want to get that attention. Oh my goodness. They have 1400 likes. I only had three likes on my last picture. What do I have to be? What do I have to do to be enough? You know, it's,
0: it's, it's funny you say that because that goes into number two and that is you cannot keep up. Oh boy. And uh, just a story to tell you um, my, my Instagram is private. So it's mostly like a hundred, like friends and family that, that, that follow me on that. Mm. But um, one of the things that I kind of enjoy doing on there is I think it's hilarious how everyone uses filters. They're always trying to like look better than each other. Yeah. So this all started um, a couple of years ago. I was at a Mexican restaurant and they gave you like a huge sombrero to put on your head for your birthday, right? right. And so I went in and I, put, I was at that restaurant. I went in, put the hat on, and I found like kind of like this banana leaf kind of background. I took a photo and I was like, and I was holding a drink in my hand. And I was like, amazing time in Mexico. And (laughs) I even geotagged myself in Mexico. And I got such a huge response. In fact, my sister called me about 10 minutes later. She goes, my sons tell me that you're in Mexico. Is that true? And so for the last two years, Robert, no joke, I've been geotagging myself everywhere. I was in a vineyard in California. <laughs> I said I was in Italy. People, And I was eating lunch with a friend of mine like about yeah. a year ago. She goes, man, you have such an exciting life. You travel everywhere, like the most exotic places in the world. you know." And what people do is, and I'm doing it more of as, a, as a social experiment, yeah. but what people do is they live and thrive off of other people's
1: Ooh, yeah.
0: desires. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so much of that. I mean, if you go, if you really look at even Instagram, we're talking about here. And you look at some of the people who, who people think are social influencers. We see these, these promos or these ads pop up in our feed. And there's some guy walking across a lawn. And then he walks by this huge statue with, with, with water fountain spouting from, from, <laughs> from the back. And, and, and then he walks by this pool. And, and we find out when something goes wrong in their lives that, that these were people they just rented a mansion for a day. Yeah. And did not did a quick photo shoot and, and all to drive up likes. But here are the rest of us, a lot of us feeling inadequate, <laughs> feeling like, what am I doing wrong? I've been working so hard for the last 20 years at my job. I can't get a leg up. I can't get promoted. I can't get this. And I can't get more money. And here are these, these 22-year-old whippersnappers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they look like they're on top of the world. What am I doing wrong? you know, so it's, it just doesn't stop. And so you've got to be careful about what you consume, both physically and and emotionally and spiritually.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, for me, one of the questions I have to keep reminding myself is, do I have enough? Mm. Am I content? You know, just the other day, I was walking through a parking lot. And I told my son, I said, hold on, hold, hold up, hold up, hold up. Mm -hmm. And there was a gold colored, Convertible Maserati driving right by me.
1: Nice.
0: And I looked over, and the guy, you know, he's like ex- expecting me to look at him, and I kind of yelled at him because he could hear me because it's tops down. I said, "Adopt me!" You know, and, <laughs> and you know he got a he got a good laugh out of it. But you know, we we want that, and yeah. the question we have to ask ourselves is, do I have enough?
1: Mm. Well, especially now, one of the things that. This, this COVID situation and quarantine is causing some of us, maybe me to realize is that I've got too much, mm. right? I, I put on Facebook the other day, for those of you that still travel or travel Facebook land. Um, I said, I went to my closet and it hit me that I haven't worn ties in six mm. months. Wow. Right. I said, should I have a garage sale? And I mean, I'm looking and I hadn't counted, but I've got easily, easily fifty ties, Mm -hmm. easily, right? And you know, one for each weekend of the year, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, but I mean, but I'm not wearing them Mm -hmm. right now, and my life hasn't shifted. I I have not felt any less worthy. I have not come across to anybody like any less smart. My clients haven't said, "Oh my gosh." we're not hiring you anymore because we see you on zoom and you're not wearing a tie. Right. Right. That that's not been the case. Mm -hmm. So the tie is one thing. Are there other things in my life that are just taking up space? That's a good
0: point that that the tie is a good analogy for doing kind of a assessment mm -hmm. of what's important in your life anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's great. Um, Seven stories you should stop telling yourself. Number three, I like you don't have the right stuff. Oh, what does that mean, man?
1: <laughs> talk to me. Talk to me. Well, man, you just you just talked about one of them with the with the Maserati, or you know, I I remember when I was a kid. I I'm a pastor's kid, and so my parents did not have the money to buy certain things for me. You know, we we had all our essentials. We weren't ever hungry. We didn't go to bed hungry. We we didn't. You know, we didn't suffer from anything, but we didn't have name brand sneakers. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. Yep. I, I had Pro Wings. I had like a a, a deed a deed Ooh. with the four stripes. <laughs> 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 yeah, right? Yep. right. So we had that, and I remember like my sophomore year of high school. My dad got me this connected with one of his friends who was a construction. Owned a construction company and I worked a summer job and halfway through the summer, I bought myself a pair of Converse. Mm. Dude, I felt like the richest person, like the most stylish person. I was like Kardashian in the nineties, eighties at that (laughs) point. Right. And so I was, I said, you know, I walked, I walked to church with it. I came to church and a friend of mine was like, Oh my gosh, Converse because they weren't used to me having name Mm -hmm. brand stuff and so it just kind of made me feel worth it or worthy Mm -hmm. a little Mm -hmm. bit and so I at that age that was important to me and I wonder how many of us take past that age into our adulthood into our 40s 50s 60s that feeling of I have to have this thing in Mm -hmm. order to be on par with everybody else for people to notice me. The reason why I'm not getting certain things is because I haven't been noticed and I haven't been noticed because I don't have the right stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and not even thinking I'm, I'm not even thinking about material things. Yeah. Sometimes people will tell you, you don't have the right stuff for a job. You don't have the right look. You don't have the right personality. You don't have the right voice. And, and I, I remember, um, Do you remember, uh, is it Robin Roberts who's on Good Morning America? Mm -hmm. And I remember when she was promoted or elevated to Good Morning America, she said she has kept like the 78 rejection letters she got during her first few years in trying to going into media because everyone said she was not the right type to go wow. into media. And and it, it reminds me of, you know, when during my freshman year in college, I wanted to be a communications major. Mm-hmm. And back in the early 90s, the only way at the university I went to, the only way you decided is if you were going to be a good communications major was whether or not you could read a teleprompter properly. <laughs> and so I like got pulled in, I had to read in front of the teleprompter, the communications chair was there watching. Yeah. And I flubbed, man, I was horrible. And the communications chair kind of looked at me after like, 90 seconds of reading and was like, this probably isn't a good path for you. Oh, boy. You know, and, and I took it. I was like, okay, well, you're, you're the expert. And so, you know, when you say that one of the stories we need to stop telling ourselves is that you don't have the right stuff. Mm. If you believe that you have the right stuff, then you have the right stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's a hard thing to come across sometimes, especially when you're young, and you you don 't know always, and and then you come across adults who have so much influence yeah. over the path, the direction, and the lives of of children and so I think the lesson there is not only to believe in yourself or believe that the situations that you 're in are things that will co- create growth in your life, but the, the other lesson is that as as an adult, as somebody who has the influence of not just my children, but but other kids or other youth or young adults in in my hand or in my mouth, so to speak. Mm -hmm. What are the words that I'm going to say? What are Mm -hmm. the words that I utter? Are they words of inspiration, encouragement, uplifting, or are they words that are critical, negative, and are going to impact somebody much longer and much further than I could even imagine, you know, for the sake of a moment, for the sake of, two seconds that it says that it takes to say those words.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow. That's a good point. Yeah. I I remember having a, um, a mentor who was a pastor and I Mm -hmm. I was like, man, how is it that you're always so upbeat and you're, you're just, I've never heard you say anything negative about people. And trust me, there's a lot to say negative things about people. And he said to me, he says, I've tried to live my life looking for the best in people. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, that is something that I have to remind myself to do, because it's so easy, especially on social media, to take down people, take down their ideas, their opinions. But when you look for the best in other people, you're going to lift them up and build them up.
1: Yeah. John Maxwell has a statement. He says, put a 10 on on everybody's head. And for those of you that don't understand what that means, is you probably play that game where you rate people. You know, one mm-hmm. to 10, 10, 10 being the best. And, you know, some people are seven, some people are six, some people are eight. And he's saying, listen, imagine if everybody around you had a number on top of their head and you had the power to control what number it was. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. put a 10 on top of their head so that your interactions with them and, and the start of everything with them starts from there. They, they, they're, they're supreme. They're powerful in your eyes. And that's how you treat them.
0: Oh, wow. That's deep, man. Hey, you're listening to Concierge Minister Podcast. I am Kumar Dixit, your host, talking to Robert Kennedy the III uh, about the discussions of seven stories you should stop telling yourself. Uh, Robert, number five no one is listening <laughs> no one is listening
1: yeah yeah that's that is the big one these days especially where when you're in an election year <laughs> 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 right yeah. there is there is so much yelling going on it's it's literally that you feel like unless you say something crazy, controversial, unless you disagree, unless you have something bright or brilliant to say, then, then, then nobody's listening. And, and one of the things as, as in my work as coach and storyteller is I, I encourage people to share their stories and people feel like, well, my story's not dramatic enough. Hmm. It's, I, I didn't, I was born with both of my arms and, and my legs, and I haven't been in a life-changing accident. As a matter of fact, I grew up in a middle-class family, and, you know, my parents always had jobs, and I had two parents in the home. Mm-hmm. What do I have to say to anybody that would cause them to want to listen? Yeah. And, and, and the truth is, everyone has something that they can share that will cause someone else to have a shift or transformation in mm-hmm. their lives.
0: Yeah, the question, I think, you know, what's kind of embedded in in this issue of no one is listening is do I have a large enough audience? Mm. Right. So people are like, oh yeah, I know like one or two people are listening, but how do I get a hundred thousand people to listen? How do I get 5 million followers overnight? So what do you say say to those kinds of dreams?
1: Well, and that's the trick, man. It's, that is the trick. We, we feel validated by numbers, right? And if, I've got to ask myself the question, what, what's my purpose? What's the reason that I'm here? Is my purpose to reach great numbers or is my purpose to reach someone, mm-hmm. anyone, mm-hmm. right? And I, I remember when I was, I was a teacher, I was a classroom teacher and I, was, I taught physics for, for a while and every year, physics and physical science, and every year I would explain a physics concept to a, to a student and they would say, I don't get it, Mr. K. <laughs> and, I would, and I would think about another way to explain it and I'd explain it and I'd say, I think they got it now, okay. And he, I would, he would say, I don't get it, Mr. K. Mm-hmm. And I would say, my gosh, okay, let me think about a third way. Think about a third way and explain it. And as I'm explaining it, I'm saying, they've got to get it now. Explain it and they say, I don't get it, Mr. K. And almost every year, invariably across the room or right beside them, another student would come and they would say, blah, 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 blah. Okay. It's, it's, if you divide this by then, and then, then you'd get the velocity and they would say, Oh, okay. Why didn't you say it like that? Mr. K. (laughs) Dude, that's exactly what I just said. Those are literally the words that just came out of my mouth. Right. And the point is that they were not necessarily in tune with my frequency. Okay. Mm -hmm. What I had to say wasn't necessarily assigned to that person, but they were tuned into somebody else's voice. And, and so the point that I make to people is like, listen, the more that you hide your voice, the more that you're hiding your voice from the one person that may be assigned to your voice. Mm. Dude, right? that's some deep. people, some people can only hear stuff from you
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you don't know who they are if you're not talking. So yeah. it doesn't matter how many likes, it doesn't matter how big the audience share, speak, tell your story, live. And empower somebody. Give them the blood transfusion that they need in order to survive.
0: Oh, I like that, man. That's deep. I like that. Now I know I said number five. You think I skipped number four, but I didn't. I just wanted to. <laughs> I just wanted to, to talk about five first. But number four. However, you
1: count, man. I'm not. I don't judge. You all don't right. Good. Good. Want. Good.
0: Yeah. I'm. I'm like that physics student of yours. Um, <laughs> no. Number four is it's not too late. And mm-hmm. I, I really liked your illustration of Colonel Sanders. You know, yeah, he started KFC at 69. Yep, uh, years old. And um, to talk a little bit about that, because I, 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 along with you, Robert, feel like Jesus was 33 when he died. Oh boy. Okay. Um, Martin Luther King was very young, right? Yep. Um, uh, who's the other person that you, you mentioned in, in, in your podcast? Cause I had the probably same JFK.
1: Event. I think Yeah. I JFK,
0: JFK was very, very young. And it, it's yeah. like, and I actually had this belief that if you're going to do great things, mm-hmm. you got to be young. That's why we need to let young people do it because right. they have the energy and, and they have the motivation to do it. Mm-hmm. But then us old fogies, you know, what is our role? You know what I mean? So. So talk to me. Give me a pep talk, man, because I feel like, like I'm done.
1: Man, we, we've we got so much more energy than we give ourselves credit mm-hmm. to. I was I was reading this book the other day, The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber, mm-hmm. and it went into this story about these two young gentlemen, or these two gentlemen, their names were Roy and Jack McDonald. And they had this restaurant called McDonald's Burgers, mm-hmm. right? M-A-C-D-O-N-A-L-D-S and they were running this restaurant and I think they had another. So they had two restaurants total. Uh, A salesman came into one of the restaurants and he noticed that the restaurant ran with a certain amount of precision. Mm. And he came back into that restaurant several times and every time he came in, he received the same experience. Mm. And so after a while, he said, you know what? I think I can be helpful to these brothers. So he, he goes to the brothers and he speaks to them. He says, hey, I'd love to invest in your business. Can I partner with you? Okay, and he partners with them, and he says, "Hey, I'd love to grow the business." And they said, "Yeah." And they may have opened up one more restaurant. And mm-hmm. after a little while, he's like, "I want to grow it even more." And they said, "Yeah, th- we 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 can't see that far. We they just couldn't get that vision
0: mm-hmm. in their
1: head." And so, a couple of years after that, he bought them out, and he did what we know today as the franchise model of McDonald's.
0: Wow.
1: Right? That man, his name was Ray Kroc. And the day that he walked into that restaurant for the first time, he was 52 years old. Mm. Mm. He was 52 years old. And so, you know, he, bought, he partners uh, at about 52, 53. Mm. He goes through this thing with them. Uh, for another couple of years so he's about 55 closing in on 56 at that point and he does not fully launch the mcdonald's franchise model that we know today until he's about 57 58 years old wow right and so that's the part of his life that was that we that we know about i mean and we 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 don't even think about it there's a mcdonald's in like there's like 49 in every town (laughs) yeah right yeah so I, it, I, I read that and I said, you know, those days of me sitting down moaning like, oh my gosh, you're older than 40. You're, right. you're, you don't have the energy to start something new and just be successful at it. Hogwash,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Crazy,
1: mm-hmm. crazy. I mean, a lot of people, Grandma Moses, for those mm-hmm. of you that have heard of the inspirational artist, Grandma Moses, her first painting first painting i'm not even talking about she was painting all her life and then she got discovered her first painting was at the age of 85 years old mm. wow 85 That's right amazing. so i mean we've got we've got sanders we've got we've got ray crock we've got grandma moses there's a lot of there's a lot samuel l jackson mm. his mm-hmm. first like role that really put him on the map where people said oh samuel l. jackson was at the age of 48 yeah i yeah. remember watching electric company as a kid Mm-hmm. and there was this guy that that nobody knew then right and he he was electric company for those of you that who who don't know that's like uh something like sesame street pretty much mm-hmm. on 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 the pbs channels and there was this guy's he's he had he had this role called speed reader and i used to love him right and i didn't hear anything about him for a very long time until much longer a long yeah long after years let me later, guess let me guess. Right? Yeah. Lavar Le- Burton. No. 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 Morgan Freeman. What? Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman? Come on. Yeah. Oh so my more, I mean, we and we didn't know. Do you think about it? Do you know Morgan Freeman without Grey Hair? No. No.
0: <laughs> I don't know Morgan Freeman without being the voice of God.
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that is when he started to make headway or or mm. got discovered yeah in, in his career you know be you know well he was on tv before but uh you know on children's shows on 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 a channel that wasn't major you know yeah. for us that grew up in new york it was channel 13 pbs mm. <laughs> right that's yeah yeah so there are numerous examples of people whose life and i'm going to use a number whose people whose life started after 40
0: yeah yeah Man, that may be your next book, man, Life After 40.
1: Oh, boy. By the time I get around to that, it's probably going to be Life After 50.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You are listening to the Concierge Minister Podcast with Kumar Dixit. All right, so number six, you don't have the right story. Bro, that is like so true. I have so many people who talk to me about that, and they're like, I don't have my 9-11 story, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have a story of cancer. Or I don't have an amputee, yeah. you know, where my leg was, you know, where I had to cut off the bone of my leg to and climb out a cliff to save myself, you know. Yeah. Like, people yeah. want these, like, crazy, crazy, awe-inspiring stories. And what you're saying is everyone has a story.
1: Everyone has a story. It may not be the awe-inspiring story. And I think the thing that we we get tricked by sometimes is what gets caught up in the media. You know, we see the story of Diana Nyad who swims like 90 Mm -hmm. something miles through sharks and jellyfish and Mm -hmm. all sorts of crazy from Cuba to to Miami. Right. Right. And she, at that point is 59 years old. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. And And she had, and that wasn't her first try. She tried, I think, eight times before. Wow. Wow. Right. So it was not until her uh, about her ninth try that Mm. she makes it all the way and people, Oh my gosh, that's resilience. The story of perseverance. I don't have that story. Yeah. Right. But you might have a story. Everyone has a story of overcoming something. Mm. Everyone has a story of, you know, I I tried to ride my bicycle and I kept falling off. And I tried for, to do it for three days. And it was the third day I finally got it. Wow! Everyone yeah. has a story of you know what I failed this one test in school and and my goodness, I didn't think I was gonna pass that class. But I I studied and I studied all night and and I made it. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone has something. It it may not be the 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 big dramatic reality show version of, yeah. of, 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 but you've got a story of a time that you have either overcome a challenge or a time where you've learned a new skill mm-hmm. or a time where you've had to navigate something in your work environment. You yeah. know, it's there's, everybody has something that you've gone through and made it through that somebody else either hasn't gone through yet, or they've tried to go through it and failed at it. And now they need a little bit of encouragement.
0: If I were to reframe that. That um, number number six, I I would say, what is your story of resilience?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, because everybody has a story of bouncing back. Yep. You know, and whatever that is, whether it's taking three days to ride a bike, or whether it's you know sawing off your arm to climb out <laughs> <laughs> climb out a, a cliff, you know, yeah. we all have some kind of story of resilience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, final one, man, final one. This is a, this is a big, it doesn't make sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. it? Yep. It doesn't make sense. That's, it that's doesn't a lie.
0: make sense. Ta- talk to me about that. What, what do you, what do you mean by that?
1: Well, a lot of us are logical. <laughs> we, we get, we go to, we go to grade school and they tell us that two plus two equals four, mm-hmm. you know, and by, by that logic, three plus three equals six, mm-hmm. right? And and so we go through life thinking that, okay, um, if this and this does, don't seem like it's gonna work, then I won't do it. Mm. I'll just stay where I am. Status quo is it for me. I'll sit on the couch. I'll do this because that doesn't make sense. And I, and I like to say that most of the things that we enjoy now, most of the amenities, most of the conveniences that we have, now, are, we're at one time impossible. Hmm. I mean, we, we think about maybe not now, but before pre COVID, we think about every day people were just flying all over the place. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we don't think about it. it was, it's a plane. And you think right. about it, there's this thing that is literally 60, 70 tons <laughs> that <laughs> is in the air 30,000 feet. Yeah right flying and and you're kind of and you you think you if you pick up a book right you pick up a book in your house and you drop a book to the floor the book doesn't fly the book doesn't float it drops to the ground pretty hard so sixty thousand tons at some point somebody said you know what i think i (laughs) i could make this stuff fly yeah right and so i'm thinking about orville and wilbur right what got into their mind that said that they said you know we could put an engine and a bunch of metal and some wood and some, some spinny things together with some strings and, and put people inside it and then make it, make it stay off the ground. And we can control when it goes up and down and turns. <laughs> yeah. Right. That didn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, right. Talk to Isaac Newton. Yeah. I
0: always wonder if like the Wright brothers, if they were to see what, the airplane industry is today yeah. if they could even imagine wow you know i mean and and to me i feel like they were just kind of the beginning of the matchstick yeah and now the industry is the forest fire and i yeah. and i mean that in a good positive way i may i may need a better illustration yeah. but sometimes what we are starting can be the start of something even greater that we mm-hmm. may never even finish
1: Yeah. We just heard in the news this week about a Japanese company doing successful tests on flying cars.
0: Yeah. I saw that, man. That's crazy.
1: Right. We we were watching the Jetsons 20 years ago. Exactly. (laughs) Yep. In 2020, we're going to have flying cars. Okay. Here here we go. We're we're, we're starting. And it was impossible. It was impossible. It didn't make sense. Yeah, it's, it's very, very true. Hey, man, what inspires
0: you? What, what makes you get up in the morning and go, okay, I'm ready to do this?
1: I think first of all, my my, my family is is huge in that I, I, part of me every day doesn't wanna let them down. Mm-hmm. And so there's, on, on one hand, there's that inspiration. On the other hand, there's that pressure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Right? That's, That's a good tension. That's a good yeah. tension to have, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, so, so every day, there there's that. I mean, I, I also want to be I want to be great for my dad, my my mom, my family, all the things that they've poured into us. I, I want that to be to be validated. I, yeah. I want them to be to to know that they, you know, their energies were weren't wasted and that it wasn't just like they they poured all this stuff and, and we just were average. Right. I want right. them. I want them to know that the the things that they poured into us, we're we're pushing. We're growing. We're not satisfied with just having reached a ledge or yeah. or a plateau on the mountain. You Their know.
0: sacrifices mean yeah. something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so those those drive me, man. Those mm. those legacy is is huge for my family.
0: I see a bunch of books behind you. What's what are you reading right now? That's exciting and inspiring you.
1: Oh, boy. I mean, I'm one of those people I read, I read like multiple books at, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. at, at Woods. Um, I think the emyth book that I re- that I spoke about earlier is one that mm-hmm. I'm reading right now. E-Myth Revisited. It's Michael Gerber. Um, I'm reading one and I read a lot of business books. I'm reading one called The Digital Millionaire mm-hmm. right now by, gosh, what's this guy's name? I think Dan Henry is his name. I don't remember. Okay. Um, but yeah, those are those are the two big ones that I'm reading right this moment.
0: Now, I got to say, out of all the podcasts that I listen to, and there are a lot of mm-hmm. podcasts that I listen to, yours has the best opening song, man. I'm <laughs> telling you, I, I love it, man. It's like, you're listening to the RK3 show. There we go. I, I know, that was really a horrible That's okay. uh, reenactment of it, but it, it's- That's okay to our listeners, it's worth listening to. So tell us where we can find you, uh, all your handles and what you're up to.
1: Well, before you do that, I'll just tell you really quickly about the, 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 the theme song. Yeah, Yeah. so I had a different theme song. I had some guy from Brazil write my theme song for the season one and season two I decided I wanted something different and I went to to like Upwork and Fiverr and I was trying to find all of these people to write different things and they were sending me samples and It was just not working. And so finally I got a sense of what I wanted musically Mm -hmm. at least and so I had some guy Compose a musical a music track told him what i wanted and he composed with the track but i still couldn't find what i wanted and so i called my son into the room and at the time he's he's 13 years old and i say hey what do you think about this and within like two minutes he comes up with this rap no way right yeah so he's like he's listening he comes up we talking about leadership communication public i'm saying what we talking about leadership, communication, public speaking, storytelling, motivation. And if you listen, you can speak out to the nation. If you think about it, life is your own
0: creation. RK3 is the
1: show. So with uh, I said, OK, so we flow. go to my, my a friend of mine said, oh, who we has we a studio, goes, uh, J- Donnell, J- Donnell Josiah. I think you might know uh, Donnell. Uh, yeah, yeah, so we go to Donnell's studio. We record it and that's that's the podcast theme song man he now, came now up who's, like two minutes
0: who's rapping that is that your son that's my
1: son shut up yeah
0: bro that is awesome that's my son i hope i hope you paid him that that fiverr money <laughs>
1: well shh, don't tell him don't don't, don't tell him anything i pay him <laughs> other ways <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dude, that's seriously a great story. I love that. Thank
1: you. Thank. All you. All right. Where do, where do we find you? I'm everywhere. as Robert Kennedy three, man. My, my website okay. is robertkennedy3.com, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Robert Kennedy three. I try to make it easy. That's awesome, man. It's good. good. And your podcast? The RK3 show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I love it. RK3. Thank you so much for joining me. Yes, sir. It's been All a right, pleasure guys. being here. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Concierge Minister podcast. If you want to learn more about growing in your faith or looking for an online faith community for support while you're on your journey, please visit conciergeminister.com or send us an email at conciergeminister at gmail.com. Don't forget to click the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating. If you find this podcast helpful, please tell your friends about us. Thanks again for listening. Until
1: next time, go and live your best life.